This podcast is part of the OIW Podcasting Network. Hey guys, welcome back to Gilmy Talks. Today's guest, I have the one and only MC Hardbody, co-host of the Black Bald Podcast. Totally recommend you go check out his show. We recorded this about a month ago now. Just my life has been absolutely crazy, so I haven't been putting out the interviews as quickly as I was hoping. But you know, well, you know what? This one is a great show, and I want you guys to well enjoy it because it's a fantastic show. Uh, just want to say a few things. Once again, Happy New Year's. Uh, 2021 is going to be a big year for Gilmy Talks. I got a couple of things in the can right now. A few ideas. I got a few ideas percolating around there. So I am going to just basically enjoy this year, have fun with the show, try to get it to as many listeners as I possibly can. I have a few different ideas and... I think that's going to be fun. This interview was so much fun. I got to interview MC Hardbody when he was awake for maybe 30 seconds before hitting the record button. And sitting down, talking uh, talking to him was really fun. Just a couple, couple shout-outs here. Uh, go check out BatsInTheBelfryArt.com. Wonderful artist. Go check out, out, out her uh, stuff. And go check out Rob Day Five Nine. I love. If you need any any, any graphic or design work done, easiest guy to to work work with. And I know it, next time I need need any any work done, he's definitely my guy. So, and I just became a Patreon on the This Is Brendon uh, Brendan Caulfield Holden Albright whatever you want to want to call it. Go check out his Patreon because he's dropping new stuff every single day. And why not go support a fantastic content creator? Here's the uh, the interview, guys. Hope hope you in- will enjoy it. Good morning, good evening, good night. How is everybody doing out there? This is Gilmy again. And on the line, I have the teenage dirtbag himself, MC Hardbody. The man who I have seen do crazy things from way up north. North in northern Canada on those northern hell tours all the way to Mexico and back. He has been all over the continent and the man is not even 20 yet. Sorry, 21 yet. Um, but he is co-host of one of my favorite podcasts right now, the Black Bald Podcast. And if you are not listening to that one yet, I already told you guys when I had Pretty Ricky on, go check out that show. It is amazing. And I it makes me laugh and uh we all need more and more of that right there now. So, how's it? How's the day going, man? It's good, man. I was saying to you before we started. Yeah, just it's uh, we're starting at eleven thirty here, uh, Eastern time. I uh, woke oh, yeah. up, woke up probably today at around eleven. Um, grabbed a coffee, took some vitamins, and uh, and we're here. And we're here, and we're waking up together. Uh, I okay, pulling the curtain back a little bit. I am hungover as fuck, and I am doing this because 
that's what you do. You make plans, you stick to them, no matter how you're how you're appearing. But this week for me is actually a really busy one. I got seven episodes lined up. I'm trying to clear myself up over the holidays. Just because, you know, wife, kids, family, that kind of it, kind of stuff. Well, you, you're not married. I no, or, nor do I have kids, but yeah, <laughs> I've seen enough. I've seen enough friends get gray hairs dealing with it to understand the, uh, the stress of it. Oh yeah. And once again, I'm growing the hair out and I don't have gray. It pisses me off. I have not hair. yet. No, I'm always wait till after wait till the Christmas season gets closer, man. We're still, still two weeks out. You got time oh. for some gray hairs. Well, you know what? Me and the wife, me and the wife are very much planners when it comes to Christmas, birthdays, this and that. Yeah, yeah, we're done. Like all of our stuff is wrapped and nice, nice. Because uh, Christmas Eve, I tend to drink a lot or smoke <laughs> a lot or and just kind of pass out and wake up, drag my bones downstairs and watch the kids have it have have it have fun. Nice. So that's that's the. That's all you can ask for it uh, when you're a father and you're hungover at, uh, I guess, the early hours of the morning of the Christmas morning. And here's the thing. Every parent on the planet is hungover Christmas morning because they can go home and stay home. <laughs> right, and, right. Yeah, it's a short segment of their morning and then they're right back in bed waiting for uh, for lunch or whatever. Oh, yeah. Just going, going on there. That or... Why did you first get into wrestling? Where where did you actually find find that uh, spark? Um, I was, I was working, uh, at a retail store and, um, going, I was in high school at the time and I just knew like I wanted something more than just an eight to five job. Um, even if it meant, um, gambling a little bit in life and not really having a, um, um, as you know, concrete future or backup plans or, um, you know, what majority of the people do, uh, living in, in this country, um, I didn't really care. I, I still wanted to do it, and I knew that it would present a lot of um, unique opportunities that people, you know, wouldn't have always um, gotten to do or be in. And uh, yeah, at a young age, uh, yeah, when, once I got into it, I was hooked. And then uh, realizing that Battle Lights Academy was like five minutes down the street from my house, it was one of those things where like it, you couldn't have been in a better situation of just like the location, the the terms of, of how much knowledge there was in that school and how, um, you know, great of a foundation it would give you for wrestling. Um, so yeah, it was just basically once I saw that, I knew I had to do it. And, uh, you know, five, six years later, here we are. I first saw you on a death, death proof fight, to fight club show. And that's how I kind of find found, found out about you. And then started following you on the socials and I'm like, Oh wow. This guy goes, does death match in Mexico. He's, travels the states he's all 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 over the country and you're one of the few guys who actually from ontario that i see traveling like it for sure and not saying any anything bad about the other guys but you're all kind of all all over the place and the no fear fear aspect of of that just going wherever you're kind of your heart takes you i kind of i genuinely respect that and i'm thank you anyone who follow follows their a, a dream i think it's just awesome awesome to watch whether you succeed fail you fucking you're fucking trying man that's it for sure and and that's the one thing i said with it is just even if yeah if i'm 40 and i have to bite the bullet and realize it didn't work out 
at least I know like, yeah. And, and Santina would tell us this all the time. Like, yeah, there's no worse feeling than like being like what could have been, or, or, you know, being what could have, um, you never want to think, um, what could have been like, you want to put everything you can into it and then realize like, even if it didn't work out, you can still look at yourself in the mirror and be like, well, damn it. Like I, I put myself in every position that I could to try and succeed, you know, and if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. The battle arts is school. Um, I have heard many different things on your show <laughs> yeah. and it seems like a very interesting and an interesting place. Let's just for sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, it was, it was awesome. I think wrestling schools in general are always just like very circusy, you know what I mean? As, as you know, from, from seeing the locker rooms and stuff like that, or, or talking to, to all the guys is, is it's built up of just all these different oddball characters. It, it truly is like the Island of, of misfit toys. And, um, I don't know. Yeah. Battlers was just, it was funny because it's all these like misfit toys in an environment that's like super clean cut and professional. So it's like watching all of us try to learn. Like it's like the first Harry Potter, like everyone going to Hogwarts and just being like, what the, like a wake up call of like, Oh, this is your life now. And we're either going to adapt or, you know, you have to leave. And yeah, I don't know. It's, it, yeah. It's funny. It's funny. You realize that, that yeah, it's just the circus, but there used to be the, uh, the like um it had the uh stigma that we were all like kind of snobby d-bags like thinking that we're better than everybody so i'm fine with the stigma now just being like it's a it's a psychotic it atmosphere rather than you know that we're all stuck up i know a lot about on ontario indie wrestling i've been i've been interviewing viewing wrestlers from this province for years and actually ran ran one show just one not 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 doing two people keep asking but um and just meeting a lot of the wrestlers they're they're all happy go lucky guys just to be doing what they're doing i don't you don't really meet a guy being like oh i fucking hate this why am i doing this why why do i keep keep doing this and then be, well, maybe the podcaster in me and everyone puts a positive, uh, positive spin on it, but I will talk to any wrestler, whether it's his, he just got his green light or a guy who's been doing it for 20 years because I just love talking wrestling and it's always a, always a fun. For sure. And yeah, it's the same way with it. It's, it's a drug. Like once it's in you, you're hooked to it. And, um, that aspect of your life will never go away, whether you're only working, you know, one show a year or once a month. Like, yeah, they like a guy like Quan Chang, who's been doing it forever. Like I still see him in locker rooms all the time. And it's just cause like he, he just, yeah, he loves it. And it's like probably his favorite thing to do. So he's always out there doing it. And once again, I never want to get chopped by that guy <laughs> or kicked. Yeah. You don't want to get kicked oh. by him. His kicks are just absolutely ruthless. No, he's a, uh... He's a kind of a strong style guy there, but <laughs> yeah, very meat and potatoes esque. But it gets the job done for sure. Oh yeah. So, where, where, where did the name Teenage Dirtbag come in? Come in? Come uh, in? From the weedest song. Uh, me, me, and uh, Pretty Ricky would drive a lot to um, like Eastern Pennsylvania for shows that we would do. This is probably like two years ago now, and uh, we would always drive home. Um, 
Buck Anderson would drive the way up and then he would sleep the way home and then Nick would drive the way home and uh, I would play DJ and we would we would keep each other up and, and drive back to Toronto. And uh, yeah, we would listen to like so much like 90s, like alternative and like, yeah, we just found its way. Teenage Dirtbag was a song that found its way a lot onto, uh, onto um, the stereo. And then I forget exactly when um, I chose to do it sometime last last year like a year and a half ago but yeah i was looking for like a little moniker to have like a little little nickname and i was like yeah that's it seems like it has to be it and the older i get the funnier it is like if i'm just like a 40 year old saying that i'm a teenage terrific oh yeah and uh also one of my son's favorite 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 songs because he is going through my uh cd collection now and that's been his favorite song for the past month so <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> Well, I chipped chip the cap to that. We oh just yeah. sick. It's the eleven-year-old listening to '90s rock because most music nowadays doesn't have the same. No, no, for sure. And you're not alone on that. I think a lot of people um, uh, understand that that it is, yeah, more soul back then. Um, right now, even like the metal coming out is all kind of cookie cutter to me because I'm a I like anything with an edge. That's why I'm a huge Johnny. Like I don't like country, but I like Johnny Cash. Okay. Like just or Hank uh, Hank Williams. Uh, like I like old school country, like with the sliding guitars and the twang. Don't really like the modern day '50s rock kind of. A, right. What about Leonard Skinner? Leonard Skinner is a uh, Southern rock, and they're great. Okay. Yeah. Would you put Leonard Skinner and Rob Zombie kind of in the same boat? Like the Southern Rock esque, like a seventies version versus versus kind of nineties two thousand. I mean, I'd put like Leonard Skinner as like bar music. Yeah, and then I don't know Rob Zombie though. It is also bar music, but yeah, you know, different different bar. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, Rob Zombie's normally played at the bars where you have to walk into a basement. Which there, is yes, yeah, always and always there's VLT machines there. And oh, you can smoke in there. You, for some weird reason, you can still smoke. I just think they don't care. That's it. <laughs> uh, I was a restaurant manager, bartender for twenty years, so I've seen a lot, a lot of weird, weird things. And with uh, the whole podcast thing. Uh, normally people start them by by themselves, but you have a partnership that works. How did how did that that happen? Because you guys can play off off each other very very well. Right. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, for sure. Since like we started tagging with uh, Chris Thorne doing the uh, the Northern Hell tours, as you alluded to earlier, the where we kind of like we we're both learning kind of how to be ourselves while at the same time always constantly building off each other every night. And that from like day one, like us getting comfortable wrestling was always right beside each other. So to this day now, we've both gone off and done so much alone, but still to, and are fine doing it. But still when we come back, there's always like an extra, um, just like level that we can bring our characters or ourselves to or our matches to um, that takes both of us kind of, like you said, yeah, playing off each other and our chemistry being there um that we we don't have when you know we're doing it alone oh yeah because um one once again i absolutely love your show and 
where did the name come from, the Black Bald Podcast? Because I know it's a it's a wrestling term. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. If, if people don't know it, it's just a term for um, when you've screwed yourself to the point of no return in the business or, or with a company or whatever, if you've been fired and uh, you're never allowed to come back. To, to that building or to that established uh, or establishment, you, you would be blackballed. And um, we did a thing like on a tour, again, a tour with Thorne. Like this was like the last one we did in, uh, it was last summer. And um, uh, we had like a whole storyline worked out where we were like kidnapping Jesse Bieber, which was Thorne's kid, like begging for, Thorne to give us a title shot and all this stuff. And then uh, we were trying to get our jobs back because we had been blackballed. And the whole storyline was like us being blackballed, trying to um, steal, kidnap Jesse to get her job back and get title matches and all this stuff. And uh, when we were thinking about a name for, for the podcast, Wildy instantly sent back, yeah, what about blackballed podcast? So I can't even remember what runners up were for the other names because that was like an early one that he had thrown out there that we both, yeah, we were like, that's perfect. Oh, yeah, because it does, it fits the show because you can sometimes not be the nicest fellow to people on, on there, which is absolutely great listening to you because uh, I can never be that guy. I am quote unquote known as the nice guy. And. Uh, that has bit me bit me in the ass a few times, but I I am well I am who I am. So oh, and do you prefer working as a face or a, a heel? Mm, probably definitely heel. Um, is where I'm more comfortable. Like if I know that I I have to get the job done um, and, and do uh do the best that I can, it, it would definitely be heel. But if you're on like a tour or something where merch is is heavily um, swayed by whose face or whose heel. Yeah, I would rather be face just because yeah, it means you'll you'll sell more shit. Money, money's uh, great. And oh, do you currently have the merch available? Yeah, I got shirts right now and uh, a whole whack load of eight by tens. I'm not gonna do masks because that's I think uh, everyone's doing masks and it's it's hopefully on the way out, but. Uh, terms of new stuff coming i want to get some hats made so but shirts shirts i still have oh cool and people can find those at yeah just uh send me a message on uh facebook or um uh come find me at your local wrestling shows when the world picks back up (laughs) because uh i as as a wrestling fan i love buying merch from people i know right now it's the uh Hey, we got to support everyone, but I've always been the, uh, I'll buy, I'll buy something from most, most guys at the, at the table at shows because lately I've only been going about one every three to four months. Right. right. You You must have a collection though of Ontario, um, of merch from all the different guys and stuff. Oh yeah. Um, I actually took a photo, put it on Twitter of all my freaking shirts i have um basically i have two laundry baskets neatly folded and full of holy smokes yeah jesus christ which one's your favorite your favorite guy uh my favorite guy uh favorite favorite shirt like favorite shirt design that you have 
honestly, I love Warhead stuff. You don't Not, have Warhead stuff? No, no. I love Warhead oh, stuff. stuff. Yeah, I yeah. Buy, the only one I probably don't have right now is a No Ring North shirt. Right. Well, I'll, I'll make sure to grab you one. If I see one, I will grab you one. Uh, XL, please. I'm six foot two, so. Uh, I think yeah. he gave me a large to cut. I had to turn it into a tube top because it was yeah, it was like a larger and extra large. Oh yeah, it just um, and I'm no longer a real chubby dude, which is weird. But I'm six foot two and lanky, so it doesn't. Um, larges kind of fit me, but. They turn in into belly shirts real, real quick. If you're not careful, you can rip. <laughs> yeah, I am not the the hanging around my my living room and uh uh without a shirt guy because one, I keep my place freezing cold because. Well, well, I like it that way. People always ask for like sweaters when they come over, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not turning up the heat. I'm freaking cheap. Hey guys, I just want to talk to you about something real, real quick here, about socially distanced personal fitness with him at. He's a semi-professional athlete with ex experience working from the elderly to teenagers and everyone in between. Whether it's you want to increase muscle mass, gain strength, lose weight, whatever your goal is, I know he can definitely, definitely help you because he is a former guest on the show. Gonna pull the curtain back a little bit. You will be working with the one and only Carter Mason. And he has given me this ability for my listeners here. I know you guys are going to reach out to him because he knows personal fitness inside and out. But when you mention this ad and you buy six sessions, you get number seven free. All you gotta do is mention this. And he does the video call training, 30 minutes or one hour blocks. He does one-on-one -on -one in home training, 30 minutes or one hour block. And he has the proper PPE and sanitation, so everything is safe and above board. What I want you guys to do, contact masonwrestlingca at gmail.com and remember, tell him Gilmi sent you. What are your actual opinions on the no ring wrestling right now? I know you're, uh... You're a big. You're a big part of knowing North, and uh, what you do to your body, I can't understand how you're how you walk af after that. But like, I work on cars cars all day, and seeing somebody get thrown suplexed on top of one, <laughs> that that looks a little little painful to get up from. Uh, yeah. Uh, hey, it can be rough. It's, it comes with the job, though, and you know you're you're doing it because there's people that that don't want to or that they can't. Um, so yeah, you just being able to put yourself in the mindset to do it is is um, is one thing. Um, the cars aren't the. I mean, yeah, cars are whatever. Uh, it's like the weird. I'll say this: it's like the weird small things that you don't think hurt that are like the worst. Like um, uh, I remember, I got hit with. Uh, Somebody had taken like a pineapple or corn on the cob. It was corn on the cob and had whittled it down and then just like stuck toothpicks like all around it. So it was like a McFull. It was like a baseball bat with like spikes in it, but it was just toothpicks and a corn on the cob. And uh, yeah, I got hit in the back with it a bunch and just like the toothpicks were just like all like porky pied uh, in me. And then after you're taking bumps on top of that and you have still some stuck in you that you can't see. So they're just like, like snapping on you like viciously. Um, well, that is a lovely segue to how did you get into deathmatch? Um, 
I went down to um, Pennsylvania to uh, train maybe 2018 and um, when I 2018 or 2019 and um, when I got down there I was training with Chikara and CZW going like kind of back and forth with the two schools and I'd always loved Chikara like that was the place that I gelled with more at the time in terms of my style and then seeing like the death matches live though at CZW, I was just like, oh man, like this is so barbaric and awesome and chaotic. And just the crowd there was so much more um, like punk rocky than, than any other show that I'd ever been to. So yeah, seeing like uh, Ricky Shane Page and uh, Mance Warner wrestling live was like that. Yeah, that made me just like wanna wanna get into it. One day I will convince Ricky Shane Page to come on the show but he doesn't really do podcasts <laughs> yeah yeah I noticed that with some guys like there was a guy last night i won't say his name but i wanted to message him to come on and i i thought the same thing about him i was like i've never seen him do one podcast so there's definitely a reason for it like oh, yeah. yeah he just doesn't want to do them oh just like um i will never message uh what's his name josh i'll Alexander, because uh, somebody told me the schedule the guy has, and I'm like, oh, man. that is insane. Like waking up at three in the morning to work out for hours, and then work all day, be family guy. I'm like, I don't want to want to want to bug somebody for like and for and and an hour. For me as a podcaster, that's the hardest thing: messaging people to come to come on the uh, show. For sure. For sure. There's only been one negative, uh, oh, no. one, one negative in the entire thing, but I, I, actually, no, I had uh, one show I recorded and I could not put any, any, any of it out. It just, and it wasn't an audio issue or anything. It's uh, me and this gentleman got into it a little bit. It was, it was, it it wasn't a wrestler. It was actually a close friend. And oh, no. he just weird. started saying, like, he was trying to be funny. And he was just saying, like, ignorant, stupid shit. But right, right. uh, I don't, I am not that guy. I'm not the guy who's be like, oh, I'm saying something to shock people. No, you be your nicest. You be professional. And he's making incest jokes and uh, <laughs> donkey jokes. And I'm like, you like, I work Time and a place. <laughs> yeah, the time and the place. Like I'm all for a good joke, but I'm like, when you you're trying to be a, a stand up comic on my show, and we're not have, having the flow in the conversation, it just yeah yeah. No. I, uh, but, like our show, that's that's the whole the whole gimmick. But that's not yeah. who we are as people, right? Like, yeah, if I'm yeah. out in the world, I'm not like I'm not walking around being like, shut up, screw you, stop talking, <laughs> you know. And those people who go on your show understand what's going on. Majority of them do. And, and, and Ricky sends them a message beforehand, kind of being like, listen, like this is more or less the rundown essentially of what you're going to get on it. Like we're going to take shots at you and stuff just so they're not, you know, it's, completely uh, dumbfounded or shocked when we're on, when they're on. It's your, the reason why I love your show, it's like a different roast every other week or every week. It's just so much fun. You just, and everybody goes away smiling or mostly, but um, nine times out of 10. Oh yeah. 
who who do you actually like to watch in deathmatch right here now? Like, uh, I, like one, I'm watching all your stuff on No Ring North. I'm going back through your catalog and trying to find the Mexican ones, which is more difficult on YouTube. If, uh, if you type in my name and then Lucha instead of wrestling, they'll all come up. That's a oh, common, okay. yeah, common mistake. If yeah, you just have to type in Lucha instead of wrestling. Oh yeah, which uh, I. I'm actually writing writing that down so I can see I can see it later. Yeah, I, I I don't know. There's nothing I can do. I don't know. It doesn't really come up on my name. Like if you scroll down, sometimes certain things will come in, but I don't know. Yeah, if it it's all just under um, that different like algorithm. Oh yeah, and it's just YouTube is YouTube. It's I actually stopped posting there for a little bit because I was getting no views or or anything, and now people are messaging me, "Hey, put the stuff back on uh, YouTube." I'm like, ah. "It's hit, or, it's hit or miss." I don't know. Oh yeah, it's. Uh, I just try to figure the algorithm, ag- uh, the algorithms out the best that I possibly can. For That's sure. It. And oh, uh, what was, what was your. I don't want to ask favorite match, but uh, what was what was the question I uh, had there? See, this is why editing is a lovely thing. Uh, um, no, I was saying guys that I watched, I think when I was, or guys I enjoy watching. This is the only time I remembered it. Usually I, I'm the one who's forgetting. <laughs> um, Jimmy, or um, Joey Janela is one guy that I wrestled, or I watched wrestle a lot. Um, he doesn't really, I would say like, do legit deathmatch stuff as much as like other people, but it was always just like a very blunt force um, style of deathmatch that he did that I enjoyed. Uh, Jimmy Lloyd's insane. He's a good one to watch. Uh, The one I'm really liking right now, Alex uh, Ocean. Oh yeah. Uh, I worked with him in uh, DTU last year before, uh, yeah, before he got his thing. And then, um, yeah, we he fucked that guy. Next question. <laughs> hey, that's all, buddy. <laughs> it's everybody. All right. right. One guy that I would take a bullet for you might hate. And that's just how, yeah, that's how wrestling is. Everyone has different relationships. Oh, yeah. Well, exactly. Like, um, perfect. I, I can talk to Warhead for hours and hours and it hours and i know he's not everybody's favorite favorite person but i know if i everyone yeah and if i was to ask that man for a favor he would be in london in two hours right yeah yeah he's a really really bang up dude and i i was like when i first started talking to him i was like worried to i just didn't know what like what he was like and then uh yeah just nothing but literally nothing but positive uh experience with his with him since i met him i like how he uh he gives the young, the younger guys chances. Yeah, which, for sure, for sure. He's always hooked me up. Oh yeah, because yeah. Uh, now here's 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 a, a question from one of my kids. What makes you happy? Ah, such a cute <laughs> kid question. Yeah. Uh, oh, obviously, I wrestling's a can. Stupid answer. Uh, I like being. Being around my friends, uh, like watching football, the Bills play on a Sunday. That's usually a pretty, pretty happy point in oh, yeah. um, a weekend. Uh, I like watching a lot of stand-up comedy too. That's a good, uh, good thing I can do to 
to get my mind off shit. Uh, who's uh, one of your favorite uh, stand-ups? Uh, I listen to like Dan Soder. I like Big J Okerson, Legion of Skanks. Uh, they're like a, mostly New York guys. I used to listen to a lot of like the LA guys, like the Joe Rogans and stuff. Uh, when I, maybe three or four years ago, and now I find um, I connect. I think more with their with the uh, views of the the New York guys. Yeah, because uh, New York guys have have a little more bit. Right. Of- yeah, a little attitude. Yeah, yeah. yeah sure. It's uh. Don't want to say chip on their shoulder, but uh, yeah, compared got- to LA guys for sure, that are just like they have it better, I guess, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, chip on the shoulder is a good way to put it. Because I find uh, New York guys work harder than the LA guys, and it just kind of shows when they've been plugging away for six years, p- p- telling jokes in front of six people, and then they finally get their ass shot. Those guys nail it every single time. Yeah. And for yeah. sure, Mark Norman's like one of probably the the best comics out there right now, and he was always yeah New York guy. Never, never left. I have all the regular wrestling questions that I kind of hate to ask, like first bump, first match, favorite match, um, because I know wrestlers kind of get the same six questions over and over and over again whenever they're uh, uh, interviewed, but. Uh, who was your favorite opponent so far? Um, I love wrestling Joe Leader. He's a guy in Mexico. He was in uh, uh, faction down there, um, and uh, for years, Paris Del Mal. It's like the NWO of uh, of AAA in Mexican wrestling, and uh, he was a guy that was just like so so easy and so good to wrestle. Like he would just show up to the venue and just get like a massage the whole time and then just like walk up to you like and just call the match like so because you know like like spanish people genuinely like speak very fast when they speak in english they speak the exact same like speed but it's in english you know so they're just like it's almost like he's yelling at you like the spots and then he's like but it's just like him like calling it super quick so like we would call a whole match or he would yell a whole match in like two minutes or something and it would be like the easiest, like freest flowing match. And and out there he would talk to us. And uh by the end of it, yeah, it was just like so the crowd was in it every single night. And it was just from him like con- literally conducting the whole thing and we were doing nothing. Oh yeah. It's just um I love watching Mexican wrestling, whether it be AAA, CMLL, or any of the little ones that I can find up here, mm-hmm. because it's such a different style and so much more and those guys i don't know how they can possibly do it every single night of the week and these guys are like flying around and is it is it different over there when uh kind of the red button's on or when they know people are recording they go harder or is it just they do that all all the all the time yeah, I see what you're saying, like how like um strong style, the kicks aren't as stiff, like only on like pay-per-views or whatever. Um yeah. it's for sure like um they have this thing called Mass Lucha, which is like it's like essentially like a fight network or like an independent wrestling TV. It's like where all but it's it's where all the wrestling goes. So it's it was like an ESPN for wrestling down there. So like 
if shows are picked up by that and like shows are commonly gonna like featured on that um you'll see people go pretty hard and uh the the wrestling like roster down there is almost like the ufc in terms of like how many guys they have to choose from so like you might be in a small town one night on a show that's really not that meaningful but the guy who's shuffled in to do the main event or the guy who's wrestling in a big match might not have done a big night like this in a while so like he might go big so i mean yeah for the most part honestly unless it's like a really small arena show people are going pretty hard every night which I is just, and it's it's just uh because mexican wrestling is so different compared to everything else just like and i love how there's pockets of like Canadian wrestling is different than American wrestling and American wrestling different than Mexico, Mexico versus Japan and Germany, Britain, Australia is developing their own style now, which is crazy to think that 10 years ago, there wasn't really a scene there. Right. 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 And it just, I think indie indie wrestling when it comes back is going to be hot hotter than ever when people can finally go back out to shows i think the first six months there's going to be once the, all the covid bs and all that stuff done i personally think there's going to be a big boom because all the wrestlers haven't been sitting on their hands they've been hitting the gym doing podcasts working on their craft getting new gear healing up um and when everybody gets the green light again I think there's going to be a lot of busy wrestlers in this province all over the states. And once the border border opens back up and like the independent, the big in quote unquote, the bigger ones now like AEW and working together with impact impact, working with new Japan and like ring of honor, working with Noah and like everybody is kind of, What's the what's the term Holden Albright always says? Collaboration over compa, compa, competition. I I I can see that being a big thing in on on Ontario. I might be a positive guy thinking that everyone's going to play nice when this thing's <laughs> over, but <laughs> once again, I don't go into locker rooms. So, uh, I mean, I think you're right in terms. Like, it's going to be like um, after the war when everyone had kids, you know, it'll be like the same. It'll be the uh, metaphoric of that for wrestling of just people being excited to come back out and, and wrestling here for a bit cheaper than they did before, just because they're, they're excited to go back out and they understand the state that the economy is in and, and that these guys that were putting on these shows before are in. Um, so yeah, yeah, I think everyone will be a little understanding and just excited to get back out there. Yeah, just like uh, I'm very lucky. I've been working the the entire time because I'm a uh, disposable worker, or sorry, uh, essential worker, as they, as they're calling them. But um, my lovely wife was off for five months, six months, and she does two jobs. She uh, works at work works at a school. Monday to Friday, and she teaches pottery in the evenings and weekends. And she lost both jobs. So she was kind of going a little crazy because she hustles more than uh, I do. Um, (laughs) I do more of the social media podcast kind of work where she's always running around the house doing something. And 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm the quote unquote lazy guy. Oh, and one thing. Can I get all your can you drop all your socials so my my lovely listeners can go follow you on uh everything? Go for it. Uh at MC Hardbody. Uh right now go uh at the Black Bolt Podcast for uh, all stuff that we're doing. That's our main project right now. Uh, we have a cinematic match um, coming up. Me versus Pretty Ricky. Uh, that's on the horizon. Um, Pretty Ricky versus Shane Saber. I'm in that one as well for Barry Wrestling. That's uh, debuting, I think, Christmas Day. And yeah. then uh, Loco Wrestling on uh, January 23rd in Houston, Texas. And then oh, there's wow. a couple of couple other texas dates coming but i just gotta figure it out oh yeah no because you you get you get one and then you find out where where else is doing uh, shows and for sure and that's the only reason i'm going out there apparently texas is in pretty good shape in terms of of shows oh yeah and you see me bobbing around back and forth because my cat won't leave me alone right now um uh he's 16 and blind so he doesn't know where he's going half the half the half the time, and uh, watching a cat run into a, into a wall is funny. Oh. Yet you feel sad and just because otherwise, besides that, he's perfectly healthy for a, for a right. cat. He just wanders around all the time and headbutt headbutts everything and everyone. It just oh. yeah. Uh, where you at? Let me see if I can pick him up. Oh no, he lied down. Okay, <laughs> Mike. Ah, freaking guy. Okay, and now let's get to the Gilmy talks of a ten. All right, let's see here. Um, pants or shorts? Uh, pants. There we go. I got him. Oh, little blindy. There we go. All right. Uh, Superman or Spider-Man? Spider-Man. Yeah. Are you more of a rock guy or more of a uh, hip-hop guy? Rock. Rock? Rock, yeah. All right. Uh, Judas Priest or Iron Maiden? Mm, Iron Maiden. Why does ev- everybody goes with their maiden? I don't know why. <laughs> I am uh, very much a uh, a a priest guy. Ah, oh, freaking salty or sweet? Uh, salty. All right, uh, hero or villain? Villain. <laughs> got gotta uh, gotta love those uh, love those heroes. Uh, Night owl or early or early riser? Um. Night Owl by heart, but on paper, Night Owl, but uh, in my in uh, my spirits, early morning. It's sort of what I'm forced to do early morning. <laughs> uh, shower or bath? Shower. Uh, sunglasses or hat? Uh, sunglasses, yo. Got to look cool in those shades. <laughs> and right now, uh, it's December in Canada. Everybody's wearing wearing a hat online shopper or do you prefer walking around around the mall um i'd say online definitely yeah. as of late in my life online oh yeah uh 
I've been to the mall once since this whole COVID thing. I think I lasted about 15 minutes before yelling at a, a, a complete stranger. Right. Um, I went there right before they locked it down again, like the day or two before when everybody knew that stuff was getting locked down. So it was just like brutal in there. Like there were so many people just like, yeah, frantically shopping. Oh, yeah. And last but not least, this is always the number 10 uh, question and always always love uh, getting getting reactions from me this one toilet paper over or under um over or no what's behind which one's that under under, under. under. go under that what over what am i a fucking check <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh and that's it all right, man. I just want to say thank you very, very much for coming on the uh, on, no on the uh, show. No worries, man. Thank you for having me. And uh, hopefully Christmas is cool. And uh, hopefully we're all back uh, at show soon. Hey, guys. I told you that was a fantastic in- interview. And I loved loved uh, getting get getting a talk uh, talk talk to somebody as interesting as as MC Hard Air Body. Go check out his show, the Black Bald Podcast, for. Tons of fun and shenanigans because it's just so much fun to listen to, uh, and it's it's all in good uh, fun, as as he said. And I just want 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 to do my first call to action for the year: go like, comment, share on the socials because my goal for twenty twenty one is to get my socials numbers up. Because when your social numbers are actually below your download numbers, <laughs> that's not a good thing. Because I'm not very, not the most active person on social social media, but I do want to want to change that a little bit. But I also want to have uh, more family time in the next year because because I just love spending time with uh, family. And one thing about us being locked in the uh, house. On our second lockdown here, it is fun hanging out with the kids. Like, my daughter's over there reading. My son, last night, I came came downstairs because he's now 14 and stays up later than I do. Uh, he was just quietly reading. Um, <laughs> and it's just, I think, truly and honestly, our... Um, our family is closer now than it's ever been, and I just love that yeah, feeling. And the pandemic, the lockdown, um, has made us take a real look at our our lives and what we were doing and why we were doing it. And I like thinking about change, changing some of stuff and sticking to the things that actually matter in life. And am I perfect about that? No, no, I am not good at at sticking with their plans. But thanks for listening, guys. Like, share, comment, review. You you know what to do. If you listen to my podcast, you listen to others. And I will talk to everybody later. Bye, guys.